Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we figure out what we think about everything in the world. My name's Michael Forrest and I am London bound. And I'm Ivanka Magic and I'm not London bound. Not anymore. Um, no. Today we're going to talk about, uh, today we're going to be two Gen Xers. We're both Gen Xers, right? I don't know. Apparently I'm an honorary Gen Z, somebody told me once. Well, that seems uh... <laughs> okay. Well, we can ask, introspect that a little bit more. Um, is my face freezing on the stream or just on my external monitor? Um, we're going to talk about like Zoomers and Millennials and Boomers and and that sort of thing. And just because um, I've got this, I've got this thing where um, it seems like a lot of the stuff we've banged our heads against and tried to get our head around on this podcast is sort of like obvious to the. To the zoomers <laughs> and they're sort of like yeah and you know it's like they're not they're not having to like get anyone to understand it they're just like okay let's you know like they're acting on it i think or trying to act on it in a way that you know perhaps it's harder for us old folks um so i just i just i, I wonder what the implications of that are and um yeah okay so it looks like it is my external screen oh no it's buffering um, any thoughts? Do you know? Did you do you know what? So Gen Z is a Zoomer, right? So you are an honorary Zoomer, according to this well, person. Well, according to Sarah, uh, who'd written, wrote an article about it, uh, I think mostly because um, uh, her perception of me is sort of gobby, activisty type person, uh, even in a work environment. Uh, but yes, I think some of these labels are a bit like. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's bit, quite loose, bit, I suppose. They're quite loose. They're, they're mm. more. It's interesting to unpack the attitudes. I also think. Wonder what the what effect it has if you're uh, if we as the sort of parental type generation are actively thinking about things. Then perhaps it's quite. It's not so ridiculous to think that the younger the generations that are younger than us would accept them as truth mm. um, or them as as fact yeah. um i certainly know that all my friends you know all of my in in nursery where we're all teaching the children to be kind and to share and kind is a very important word when mm. raising children at the moment certainly in the circles that i operate in so i don't think it's so i think it's a natural progression of that of those yeah. words perhaps we didn't have drew we had politeness and asked to leave the table um, and like you know different kind of things, different things that were pushed onto us yeah that maybe 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 we are breeding the, the hope, these zoomers hopefully that uh, is the case sometimes you sometimes you wonder how how that can be happening given the uh conflicts the crazy media environment but let's uh let's um let, let's cut to titles and continue this after a little thing so what's the best thing that's happened this week launched any awards results oh yeah i did i did actually i wasn't going to say that (laughs) but yes we launched the uh, we announced the winners of the Brighton Restaurant Awards vote online. The Bravos uh, had 
over this year we did it entirely digital so we didn't give out any normally we go out and we give out about 70,000 cards for venues to distribute distribute but we didn't this year we went very digital because we were umming and ahhing about whether or not to do it right to the last second because mm. of omicron and what have you so instead of taking our usual two months to plan it we sort of planned and executed and executed in about three weeks uh, but we did it and we had lots of votes and we had 16 winners and everybody was it was met with much positivity when we announced the winners on Tuesday so we had like 30,000 page views to the site and then another 15 20 the next day people get very excited about wow. it which is nice um so but obviously it takes a lot of uh, making web pages at dawn mm. to make sure everything's in place and then of course we've only, we only had two miseries really? Well, you announced me as best roast and then you've used a picture of one of my burgers. It's like, oh, just shut up. Couldn't you just email and say, thank you so much for putting me on your website. <laughs> Here's a lovely picture of my roast you might like to use. Um, but, you know, uh, people, A, only a couple of those, but mostly people, lots of lovely, happy people. One lady we phoned, she won, there's a, there's a place in Brighton called Smalls, Smalls Hummus. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, who runs Smalls Hummus, is a very lovely person. And they won the Eat Well for Less category. And she got all teary because <laughs> she's like, That's, this is exactly what we try to do. We try to produce really good quality food at affordable and accessible prices. Mm. And she was absolutely delighted. And that, frankly, made my day. Uh, and her video of her her and her team accepting their 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 trophy was very nice made you all smiley so you did um so you did like um video acceptance they sent a video or did you didn't do like a live stream or anything like that no 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 god this time (laughs) we've (laughs) never done that we've never done an event Hmm. and we've never done the um a, a live stream because we can barely pull off asynchronous. <laughs> you have to, it takes a lot of organising, mm. a lot um, to do the so, text. Yeah, to do the text. So, so we did. We 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 sent somebody out with a okay. with a phone and some wooden trophies. What about you, Michael? Sounds good. Uh, the best thing that happened to me this week was I brought my Roomba in. It's got it out of the back of the cupboard, and now oh, yeah. my studio is getting robot vacuumed every day, and it's just nice to come in and the floors. Uh, freshly vacuumed nice so that's that's good and also i i set up my teleprompter so i am looking in through the ca- through my screen into the camera lens and you and the viewers eyes as we talk wow. and it's feeling pretty good although sometimes it's freezing and I'm, I'm a bit worried that that is coming onto the stream but i don't think it is i think it's just my monitoring um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm having a fine week um it's been fine it's been good. There's been some honey cake. There's been some banana chips. And that wow. is my existence. So uh, there we go. Just uh, a lot of... Um, and also I'm using my new tool, BeatSheet, to run this podcast because I got a bit overwhelmed by doing two podcasts back-to-back that need some planning. And now it's going to be so slick. So I'm just going to press next and we're going to go into the break.
given the sort of like culture war, blah, 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 it would be easy to think that the, the children were a toxic cesspool of polarised nonsense. But actually, it seems like they're doing all right. They're doing all right. And, and, and um, how much of that is coming from us as the older generation and how much of that is just coming from their more available information diet like they're able to we you know we we grew up in a time where there wasn't all that much data around for us there was a lot of hearsay there was maybe a book there was maybe going to the library but like these young children they've got everything jesus christ i'm just gonna mute ivanka for a second there um oh no oh, you've muted are you, are you controlling your mute okay um, we've got this, such a this is episode 199 of Michael Inner Grand Podcast, and we are tired. Um, that, that, this, how much of it is coming from their own, the curiosity and the availability of Wikipedia and, um, the availability of fact checking and the availability of YouTube videos where you can learn things in a very clear, because my, my vision for the future was always like children could learn things on their own terms with a sort of highly engaging sort of video style, AI style teaching. And I, I think even without the sort of highly personalized size of it, I think they're just, even though misinformation is rampant, I think there's enough information that it is, it is putting them in a very, in a sort of more powerful position than we ever were in, like at a young age. Am I crazy? Uh, you're not crazy, but there's drilling. No. Um, I uh, this is interesting. I was listening to a guilty feminist recently, not some uh, a podcast that we used to reference often, but mm. have stopped recently. I think, or don't reference so much recently. There's a young woman on there who goes into schools and talks about young woman. I mean, a 19 year old mm. who gets involved and is campaigning for better sex education in schools, yeah. specifically, and she. Better. I, I'll interject while they're drilling and say I saw actually the the best onion headline I've seen in a long time was um, Texas bans consensual sex. <laughs> right. I can't hear you. The the, uh, the Florida's banning the use of the word gay. Anyway, uh, the point yeah. of this what uh, young lady, young woman campaigner, uh, she organises sex education in schools, and one of the things she was saying is like you can't stop children finding stuff out anymore yeah it's impossible there is no way you know what they're looking at on youtube you, there is no way you you can control their access uh so so and i think that has positive and negative hmm. effects for sure like you get young women like her who's 19 and understands that looking at porn is not a way to learn about sex hmm. uh and then there are people that are just looking at porn and going, eh, you know that's now normal and get having their self-esteem uh, uh eroded so i don't i think I, I think there's certainly, uh, I think child, there, there are there are undoubtedly some correlations between availability of information, the format that it comes in and how it's consumed. Mm. But there's also a lot more shit out there. And there's a lot more access to stuff. And I don't know how, how I'd like to believe as well that perhaps as as humanity becomes better educated, like maybe these generations are these Zoomers are the beneficiaries of more education than we've ever had in human history. Mm. 
that uh, they're, then they're also their ability to go well that sounds like bullshit is yes. also <laughs> evolved so, annette apparently we're not trying not to swear anymore on this podcast my apologies <laughs> i suppose Sorry, bullshit annette. is sometimes the only word um but uh we're, uh and then i've tripped myself up by saying that um <laughs> this um that there's i think that even the fact that I, I think they're being taught about like the thinking errors and stuff in the classroom. The sort of like, you know, appeal to authority, um, confirmation bias, all those kinds of things that really we just weren't prepared for how the exploitation um, that the media would and, and you know, data companies would start bringing to the table to, to make our lives more difficult, to make our like to attract us to these things. But yeah, there's definitely an aspect where yes the kind of information that propagates is not necessarily the best information but is there enough actual good information to sort of ultimately um, is there a net benefit I, I and i kind of i feel i feel like it's not crazy to be optimistic that perhaps the benefit the net benefit oh. is 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 good is positive oh, i think so. i think so but I, I, but i i still think that it has something to do with like the numbers of people going to university the numbers of people like all of these numbers are higher they are like the the you know you know how we again looking at somebody like gapminder videos and the guy mm. that that uh, hans rosling and his and his yeah. um legacy mm. uh that we are that that I don't think it's just about the informal education mm, data. Okay. It's that's what that's my. I suppose that's I, my. I think there has to be a correlation, especially now that I'm not living in Brighton. Yeah, I I, I see a slightly different world. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have exactly the same media. I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, some things I find much more disappointing, and yeah. some things I find more positive, um, because I'm living in a in a in a slight in a different society, one that yeah. is very young, very very young. Like uh, that, I was I watched a slightly slight tangent, I suppose, mm. but I watched a BBC Monty Don doing yeah. Gardens of the Adriatic, and he came to Croatia, okay. and his conclusion was basically that the Croats don't have gardens. They grow food in their garden, right? And a garden is some somewhere that you use to to grow food, mm. and he attributed that to uh, poverty and communism. Mm. But I think to to understand the Balkans, you have to go two thousand years into history. This country, this surface, this geographic area has never had peace. It's never been unoccupied mm. by a external force. So you've got. You've got people like, you know, like uh, when we're talking about being a progressive in the West, where we have higher standards of living, when we have good education, I think it's it's a natural consequences of not being under attack. Mm. You know, okay. whereas we've got we've got a long way to go in other parts of the world. We're still defending our, our bags of grain and making sure nobody nicks them. Mm. It's a bit... I think I am um, sorry. <laughs> short breaks. We're in a bit of, on a bit of a schedule today. Um, I I think I do have a sort of 
I think when I talk about this stuff, I, I do have a bit of a sort of anti-educational establishment bias because I was so disappointed with my supposedly best physics education at university. Like, you know, I, I was very... I was very nonplussed by the state of higher education when I was younger, but and and the fact that I, I can't imagine paying tens of thousands of pounds a year for the privilege of of that type of education, and and my so my optimism does tend to go to that sort of informal online avail high availability of alternative forms of learning that 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 I mean, a lot of people are doing all right and not you know not bothering there's still education but you don't necessarily have to do the establishment thing okay, but at the same time I, maybe that's yeah. making me like reject the whole thing out of hand but, when actually a lot of yeah. money a lot of time and they're you know they're, there's something to be taken they're, they're sort of the oldest institutions in the world really unless you think you know beyond the catholic church or something like that like edu like a university is hundreds of years old where you know even a royal family is not that old sometimes you know However, mm. may I may I offer as a counterpoint <laughs> to yours mm. that if you hadn't gone to that university yeah. and had that education, you may still be sitting in awe of it and therefore in awe of many other things that are bullshit. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think the yeah. very fact of getting an education opens your eyes, you know, like reduces your Dunning-Kruger effect, like yeah. makes you sort of go... Do you know what? Yeah, you are very calm. I mean, I've got I've got one of my um, cousin who passed away. He sadly he was somebody who didn't go to university. And he mm. always, if somebody came and said they were a lawyer or something, he always had this degree of being impressed by them. I was yeah. like, stop being impressed by people just because they went to university does not make them clever or better than you. It just means that they've had this experience that you haven't. But uh, but that's what I mean. I think Nick and I were talking about this the other day. A lot of what you learn at university has got nothing to do with the subject. Nothing. It's just you're learning, you're exposing yourself to different worlds, to different people that you have never, you wouldn't have otherwise encountered. Um, like him coming from Arnold, me coming from, you know, sort of staying in my, I could have stayed in my Brighton bubble, whatever. But, you know, that sort of exposing or having the curiosity to go to university, it's not about, I, I think the degree and what you get taught and the education structure is a fraction of it personally okay yeah i mean i well to, to take it back to the zoomers and the millennials it's like they, yeah. they they have got a lot more skin in the game when it comes to that formal education so i think i think what we see is they're not going to university and drinking every night and like you know spending a lot because that that and i think that level of anxiety and stress that the younger generations are feeling about like not getting that stamp of approval from that institution and I know that like Sharon sees this like these kids are just like they absolutely freak out over every and they're sort of at the same time there's this strange way in which they're kind of expecting a service and they're expecting to be sort of given this thing so there's this weird um there's this weird situation where there's this absolute heightened anxiety about like uh, just, like if you mess this up then that's debt for your entire life and and if you didn't even get the the degree then like it's not even going to get you into the job that you want and but I, right so so you see this the millennial generation i think is has suffered the most from that that thing where it's like we've got to go to university and it's going to cost us more than it's cost any other generation or well certainly this country since thanks to you know neoliberal capitalism it's uh, gone insane but I, I feel like maybe the um 
the uh, Zoomers are being a bit smarter about <laughs> about that, <laughs> how to approach that kind of thing. And I, I mean, based on what I'm not sure, but I feel like, you know, maybe they're not just jumping straight into I'm going to study media studies and get into 70 grand of debt and drink all day. It's a lot more sort of like focused and about the education, but I think a lot more stressful and a lot more feels like it's riding on it for that. I I also think that like as you say that the 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 circumstances are changed for them so they know that this you know that the being a working class kid going to university in London you you know you still got absolutely no chance of buying a house mm. so if you remove these things that we might have been speaking about like I'm going to get a job then I'm going to get a mortgage I'm going to get on the property ladder um, if the property ladder isn't an option anymore then mm. you know you're going to look and maybe you can be a bit more, uh, you're going to look at different things and care yeah. about different things. And so, you know, that there are, um, so that, that neoliberalism 100%, you know, must have an effect as well on yeah. their, on the why, the why they're the way they are. Because there's, uh, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's a, um, a, a bad thing that's had a positive, like the, re the, the reaction to it has, has potentially given us loads more progress yes let's uh yeah I, I i hope so and and i think like once these once those younger people do get into positions of authority and you know start coming up through the power chain hopefully we sort of see a bit of a pullback from this capitalist nightmare we're living in right now but i don't know like uh, it, it would be nice to see something like that um and like so so i do have some some optimism for that. So um yeah like I I watch I watch the the streamers I go on TikTok I want to go I want to know what's going on I I am genuinely like always curious about like how the the young what they're listening to what they're looking at and and I, I and I, I I'm always sort of fascinated by the complexity of pop music <laughs> these days <laughs> the absolute sort of breathless progression of like the, you can't just like play four bars of intro anymore it's got to go through like seven seasons of color like within two minutes and like just to even be anything, but I think I think that that the sort of the the young people's like tolerance for complexity and information chaos and just like stuff coming in, just being able to process and categorize that information is quite. I find it quite astonishing and quite sort of inspiring. But I, I gravitate towards that because that's something I about myself that I know I, I kind of gravitate towards complicated things and now I'm sort of seeing this generation I'm seeing that aspect of, of their approach to life that makes me go ah oh, that's sort of like me I always kind of feel like I'm kind of I always feel an affinity for, for them in that way but, but I, I don't know um, but we sort of gravitate to the things that we want to see and you know different people are going to look at it in different ways but yeah. you know uh, you've reminded me about some user research I did like 15 years ago when when the web was much younger and had much less going on mm. and it was with people who were like 12 to 15 and if then 
what I thought was a horrific design that was really chaotic and messy and had like way too much going on. That's what they loved and that's what they wanted. <laughs> I'm not so so perhaps what what's happening now is that the these these young brains that have got loads of space to process more stuff suddenly have more stuff than mm. they've ever had. Maybe that's one of the factors that I have, mm. which, which goes along with what you're saying. It's like suddenly we're optimizing, you know, like, the, like the, the information available and the formats available in is optimized for you know, teenage brains, uh, you know, accidentally who can just cope with it all in a way that as you're worrying about what's for breakfast, what we've got to cook for breakfast and what we're going to have for tea tomorrow and have we paid that bill and is there something you're like, oh, too much, too mm. much, I can't cope. They're like, yeah, world, have it. Mm. Um, and what's, what's, so yeah. It's, it's interesting because like, I mean, we, 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 you know, we haven't even touched on like the Insta, well, we have maybe a little bit, but the whole Instagram, like, teenage girls, the, 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 the sort of like the mental health issues, you know, teenagers in general, like the, the mental health struggles that teenagers are, uh, you know, cyber bullying, that's not even, you know, that's kind of quite a mature thing. But um, it's that I think that they have things that are normal to them are just sort of beyond, we, we can't even see them. We don't even know about them. And, and it's how can we even help them when when we just aren't even seeing it? Um, like, to imagine, like, if, if like, 10% of your life or I don't know, like 20% of your life was lockdown like how does that how does that how does that affect your worldview it's like all this stuff that to us is these these sort of strange chaotic events coming in at, at the back it's just like if that's your you know formative years no, what what does yeah. that what does that do it's I don't, I don't know. I think I think we've got a lot of uh it's not just teen I think I just think there's loads of 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 processing from this the pandemic specifically mm. that we're not near done you know mm. there's babies that are uh, we've got a friend who's got a three-year-old now who is a proper baby in proper lockdown mm. and you know the first time we were the first people outside of his family he saw for about six months yeah. he saw nick with his giant beard and just screamed yeah. And he still likes to keep himself to himself and you're thinking whether you know now it's like is that his personality or is it because trauma. that was his, you know, well, I don't think he would perceive it as trauma. Uh, you know, it's just that sort of like had a very restricted circle uh, in that in that in those formative moments. Like, what? How? How does that affect you? Um, and yeah, I, I, but I think, but that's I, I think what you're talking about with the cyberbullying and all that we haven't mm. even touched upon yeah. is going back to my 19 year old young woman dealing with trying to deal with sex education in 2022 when people are using the ac accessibility of porn as mm -hmm. an educational tool and the the trauma that's that's placing on people like you know there is there is a lot of danger I, you know if anything the best thing we can teach well, this is not about Zoomers, though, because I, when you say young people, <laughs> it's such mm. a broad stroke. And I don't necessarily see myself as an old person. So it's like every time you've said young people, I'm like, like a little, little bit twitchy. Um, but, you know, there's, a, there's like preschoolers, schoolers, teenagers, you know, and then these kind of late 20s. I mean, that's what 
Zoomers are now, aren't they? Or are they how yeah, old are teenagers? Early are they teenagers? Know, like, okay. late, late teens. I yeah. think. they've got a lot going on, and and you know, I think they have. They've got to be serious. Yeah. Otherwise, their adulthood is going to be an absolute nightmare of yeah. climate change ravaged earth so there's a lot of and and that's why like so many uh, like a lot of them are going into that sort of either either the sort of you know eco stuff or the or politics i think i think they're kind of looking at it in seriously in a way that we never would have because they well especially like in the sort of post you know trump era where clearly you don't have to know what you're talking about to be a politician like all these things that you know it's going to be interesting to see where it goes i think it is it is it is but i i, I saw what i read a wonderful article the other day uh new york times maybe or guardian one mm-hmm. of those two those are my news sources um about and it was about climate positivity and optimism and it had just all these influencers going you know we cannot doom spread we have to yeah speak in a in sort of we have to give people positive things that they can do and keep people upbeat and so there there are loads of examples of all these youngsters some of them very young just being you know the uh, being insta influencers not counting with the latest thing but like showing people how to make cheese out of cashew nuts and what have you uh whether that's the ultimate example of climate activism i don't know but that's the one that came into my head but you know what i mean it's like just there's people doing stuff it's like yeah yeah it's 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 Um, not like there's it's easy to get fixated on the more toxic aspects of society but most people are pretty good and most people on the internet are trying to do you know most people there's a site there's a vocal loud majority that are making the world seem terrible but actually most people are just trying to do the right thing and trying to do well and, and and that means you know a lot of the a lot of the um the perspective perspectives we've been exploring are just sort of like baked into people's life decisions at a young age now and, and that is encouraging and also i want to link to the kurzgesagt video about climate change as well so i'm going to put that in the link but we're going to tie we're going to finish up now with some credits All right, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to crampodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter. Where can people... Well, you can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter. Where can they find you, Ivanka? You can find me... Or try and find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Try. And <laughs> come and check out mysquares.tv. Check out Restaurants Brighton. And also check out our new podcast, Can You See My Screen Podcast.com. We did a wonderful interview last week with Rabbi David Paskin about overcoming mediocrity in our video calls and things like that and he showed us some cool tech stuff and just philosophically it was very rewarding so just come and see that can you see my screen podcast.com and that's that which i announced on the podcast is can you see my screen.com which is not there yet um so there we go thank you for listening we'll see you next week bye 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 bye